you sent me a text last week that I want to discuss with you on the podcast because it found it really interesting. Before we get to that, what's up, Active Lifers? Welcome back to the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch. I'm your host, and I wasn't just talking to myself. I was talking to Cody Ringle, the operations lead for Active Life in Long Beach, and, yes, my mom's favorite podcast guest. Cody, welcome back. I'm putting that in my Instagram bio. You should. Your mom's favorite podcast guest. You should. I don't know if you should write your mom's. Or <laughs> I like you that one better. <laughs> You can choose either Sean Pastuch's mom's favorite podcast guest, which people will think is a jab at me, but actually is true. Or you can just say your mom's favorite podcast guest. Yeah, I yeah. like that one. Yeah, good. Uh, so before we get to the content, guys, do us a solid. Send this one to a friend. You can rate it if you want, but I'm asking you, especially if it's resonant, uh, when you hear a line that is really resonant for you, we are like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. I want you to go to whatever platform you're listening to it on, copy the link, send it to a friend, and give them the timestamp you're listening at. If it's Spotify, you can actually send it right from that timestamp. But go ahead and do that so that somebody else gets the benefit of what you're learning. I will try something new today. I will remind you of this again in the middle of the show. So no commercials, but I'm going to stop and let you know. Cody. Sean, I'm you know I'm gonna. Was it a text or did you tell me? Which one? Which part are we talking about? Oh yeah, fair enough. Uh, hold on one second. You wouldn't even you wouldn't know because you're the one who said it, and I'm not even telling you exactly what you said. <laughs> That's not totally fair. Um, this is high quality podcast content right here. Listen, I didn't realize that we had had conversations about like setting up a freaking. Chase account and all this other stuff in here. So you, you got to bear with me for a second. It was about after we went to the city together and you were like, hey, um, I had a really cool revelation today mm. about um, not wanting to be like, I don't want to be the guy. Mm. I like being the guy behind the guy. I don't know if you sent it to me on Slack or if you sent it to me on, on, uh, on text, but that was the gist of it. So now I can't find it of course because this is when we need it but the gist of the text was I had a really cool revelation today after watching you walk around and shake hands and kiss babies at we were at strong New York correct and you said I don't want to be the guy yeah I like being the guy behind the guy or the guy who supports the guy I like that one better behind or supports supports I don't need to be the guy behind the guy I follow you. Yeah. yeah I don't it. want you behind me either. I appreciate that. Um, where did that come from? I've been the guy. I've been the guy in my own gyms, uh, specifically my, my first gym. And it's a different energy. It's for me. And I can only speak from my experience. It wasn't as fulfilling I mean, it was fulfilling for me at the time. Mm -hmm. It's just my energy is best. You like, I feel the most a lot. Like, like I'm living into the person that I'm supposed to be when I'm doing two things: when I'm teaching, and when I'm helping someone else create something exceptional. Okay. This, like, being the guy supporting the guy, 
Like, I loved going. It was fun to go. We were talking about it on the ride home. That's probably why we can't find it. No. We, are you sure? Yeah, because you hadn't, it hadn't, I don't think it landed on you yet. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we did because you said in that car ride, should I be bringing Larry to these things? All right, you keep going. Okay. So the revelation that came to me was as we were walking around Strong New York, you were doing all like the shaking hands, kissing babies, the smoozing, the smoozing, and I was able to be there, listen, and support, right? Like I was able to talk to some gym owners or professionals that wanted to come by the flagship and see that. But I had no desire in that moment to be the guy that everyone was wanting to shake hands with. Okay. Or I, I didn't want to be the guy who wanted to shake hands with everybody. There's a personality piece to that. I'm, I consider myself more introverted than extroverted. Certainly, so being around a lot of people is draining to my battery mm-hmm. rather than um, energy bringing. But like I said, I've done that. I've been the guy. And it was fun for a time. But I can also look back in hindsight and say that some of the worst care some of my worst characteristics come out when I'm the guy. Interesting. Like what? Ego, like big time. Um, like in a negative way. Yeah, I think in a negative way. Uh I was having this conversation with Amanda actually, my girlfriend, and we were talking about the past and like look at that point in my life, one of the most important things to me was like adoration. Like I was, I was defining myself by the adoration that I was receiving from the, the people, from the acolytes, from the, the people looking up to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's different now at 35, but I don't find that I'm going, I don't think I'm going to like love that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I like the idea of being on a team again. We've talked about this. We have, uh, I'm trying to think of where I want to take that because it's interesting to me. I, I wonder, I'm curious, just for my own edification, I'm the guy who's shaking the hands, kissing the babies, taking the all, all the stuff. I'm the front man. Do you think you enjoy being in a support role because, and feel like... Yeah, just of, say it. Yeah, because it's me or because we have a mission, because we're a team, because it's not mine, it's ours. Like, what do you think affords you the ability to do that without it being so egocentric as a question? That's a, that's fair. I think it's the second one because we have we have a clear mission, vision, direction. A part of it's you, certainly. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I enjoy, we're friends. I enjoy being around, I enjoy supporting you and I enjoy supporting this company and I enjoy the people in this company. You know, when I told... Mary, that it, it, what revelation that I had was I'm here to develop 1,000 or 10,000 active lives over the next 10, 10 years mm-hmm. because of the impact that it's going to have on the people who work in the company, mm-hmm. the clients that we serve, and myself. 1,000 active lives. 10,000 10, in 10 years. Locations? Yeah. 1,000. 1,000 in 10 years? Get bigger. <laughs> get bigger, son. Think bigger. <laughs> a thousand was to think bigger. All right. So a thousand active lives in 10 years, 10,000 in 20 years. Fine. Sure. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. The, 
it was in that order, right? It's the team, it's the clients, it's myself and the, because yeah, I want those things for myself. Mm -hmm. But I think in the past when I've, when I've considered that I was the more unhappy versions of myself, Mm -hmm. it was me first. Meaning you were in front of everything. Yeah. Like I was, look, I was building up fortitude Mm -hmm. because I wanted a place that I felt like I belonged. I I can look back at most of my, I never felt like I belonged anywhere. That's really interesting. So, so if I'm understanding you correctly, Fortitude, which is the gym you used to own in Michigan was in a sense built so that you could fill a social vacuum. Yeah. All, all of my, like my best friends came from there. I didn't, I didn't have, like, I didn't grow up having, like, I fit into this social circle. Mm-hmm. I considered myself and I remember having this conversation with myself for most of my young adult life up to like 25. I was, I, I self-identified as a chameleon. I okay. could fit into any social circle and I could just warp the way that I talked or acted to fit into that group. And it was to the, my own detriment for a lot of time. So finally at 24, 25, I have this place where I can be, I can be the guy that other people want to be like. Uh-huh. And I created that. And some, again, some of the best parts of me came out of that. And some of the worst. Quick sidebar. Do you remember the TV show Room Raiders on MTV? Yeah. Okay. So they started their recruiting at the Roosevelt Field Mall in New York, which is where I used to go to hang out to try to meet chicks when I was in like high school and college. And I remember I was there one day with three of my friends, Matt, Chris, and Kevin. And they recruited the four of us. And then they asked, what animal do you most relate to? And I wrote, I'm a chameleon because I don't fit into a clique of friends. I can hang out with the jocks. I can hang out with the nerds. I can hang out with the musicians. I can hang out with any of them and and make it work. Mm. Um, I did not get selected to be on Room Raiders, but my friend Kevin did. It was funny. We just go out to the Fridays for dinner and people would, recognize him or my friend Matt, excuse me. But anyway, that's a sidebar. I just thought it was interesting that we both had that young experience. Mine, I think a little bit younger than when you experienced it, but to go back to being the supporting character on a team, one of the things I've struggled with for a while is a lot of our clients who we aim to serve the, the ALP, especially and the the pro path gym owner, they're entrepreneurial people. Mm. We ultimately wants to start getting more ALPs who are enrolling in ALP because they're interested in having a higher likelihood of being hired to an inspiring job position that gives them financial freedom, that gives them fulfillment, working with the kind of clients and positive influence in their, in their community, all of those things. But right now it's still mostly entrepreneurial people, people who I would classify as the top 90% already who want to be the top 1%. Mm. The brutal reality or the, the whatever you want to call it, is that the way our corporation is set up right now, the way Active Life is set up, we could never afford to pay a staff member as much as an entrepreneurial ALP would earn if they perform well in the program, right? We don't have $200,000 a year positions yet. They can earn that. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've struggled with, with my own messaging, is I can imagine being the supporting member. You can't or you can't. Can't. Okay. I don't get fulfillment from it. Mm-hmm. 
I can see where it would be fulfilling given the right situation, but I think I'd be bending myself to do it. Mm. And so I struggle with messaging because I don't relate so much to the person who wants to do that. I'm glad that that person exists, but I don't relate so much to the person who does that. So all of my outbound messaging is about being the entrepreneur. Mm. And I, I'm trying to figure out how I can speak in such a way that affords the person who would rather not be the entrepreneur anymore. The, Hey, I'm thrilled that there are people like you. There's immense value in people like you. I don't have a path today to you earning as much money as the entrepreneur. You don't have the tax benefits of the entrepreneur, but I want and need more of you. I don't know how to tow that line. I'm not sure how you do that. That's a, that's something that I think comes over time. The, the main thing that came up for me as you were describing that was I agree. I, I also believe that everyone at some point in their life should be an entrepreneur. And I use should intentionally because I think you learn so much about oh, yourself yeah. and what you're capable of and like how far you can actually stretch. Um, what I got tired of was another way. The reason that I created and went the entrepreneurial route was because what we were talking about earlier, I was looking for a place where I felt like I belonged. I was, I had all of the jobs, like my first job coming out of, even in high school, I worked on a farm, like shoveling cow shit. And then I was a, you know, a cook and a server and I did all the high school type jobs. After high school, I worked for a landscape crew in college. In the summers in college, I worked in almost every factory scenario you can think of. I made hot dogs. I worked in a bakery. I worked in a dry ice factory, okay. packaging dry ice, 50-pound blocks of dry ice. Um, I worked finally in What did the, you wear for that? You like you just wore gloves. Okay. I still have scars on my forearms from right, the blocks. that's what I was thinking. Forearms, they, neck, chin. No, not on neck and chin because they come out in like 50-pound blocks, right? And then you set them on this pedestal and you put a brown paper bag over them. And then okay. you put the brown paper bag in this. You just start to stack them and they get shipped out to different people who utilize them. Okay. They had a, they had like, they would slice them into, side sidebar, they would slice them into like 10-pound sheets and every operator, there were only two of them, were missing a finger. Because of the bandsaw. <laughs> like, not the most no OSHA-approved no uh, place. But it was a good experience, right? In hindsight, it's type 2 fun. Mm -hmm. It's a good experience because all of those gave me, oh, this, like, I bounced in college. All of it was like, I don't want to do this forever. Mm -hmm. And then I was in my position in the trailer factory. I had worked up to a design engineer where going from on the floor busting my ass to sitting behind a computer designing RVs in 2D and 3D space. My father dies at 59. I'm 26. I'm like, fuck, if his life is any potential of my own future, I'm halfway to my own demise. Mm -hmm. And he died with so many of his dreams unfulfilled. It was always about the things that he wanted to do that he didn't take the chance or take the risk. And I had been a gym owner for two years at this time. As a part-time, I'll, I'll, I'll start doing that when it actually makes money. And it was six months after that that I'm like, nope, I'm full-time at the gym now. Mm -hmm. And I made 11 grand over the next six months, <laughs> right? Eating ramen noodles and uh, draining my, my 401k that I had built up in that trailer factory. And that afforded me the opportunity 
to learn how far I could stretch and then also like scratch that itch, right? Of, of doing something on my own and creating a relatively high level of success. Mm -hmm. It was a successful business for a small town that with a median income of $40,000. Mm -hmm. right? And I enjoyed that. And then I realized that I was furthering making decisions, not for myself. Like it was making decisions to prove other people wrong, mm -hmm. which is what kept me in cold water. I've been there. So I was like, I think this is when we started talking about this because I had hired Active Life in 2019 to mentor me in both of my facilities. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, I'm moving out. Like I'm setting the business up in a way to operate without me. Hindsight, I should have just closed it. Mm -hmm. right? But I was setting it up in a way to operate without me. A couple months or a couple weeks later, rather, I'm mentoring for Active Life. A couple weeks after that, I get offered the flagship position. Mm -hmm. And six weeks after that, I'm here. And it's been one of the best decisions that I've made in my entire life because I get to, again, be on a team. I grew up playing team sports. Mm -hmm, totally. Football, rugby, um, wrestling and track are not really team sports, but kind of. Right. They're an there's an individual aspect to it. But I most enjoyed, I, I played football in college and I played rugby in college. I most enjoyed the team sports. The reason that I created my gym and went the entrepreneurial route is because I couldn't find what I was looking for anywhere else. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll just create it then. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. And again, climbing that, that ascension to it, starting to work really, really well. Like the, the stories came up, right? I knew I didn't really want to be there, but I was there anyway. So I started self-sabotaging in some regards and, started doing and lifted, working through the Billy story and starting to identify all of the reasons I was making the decisions. So I'm like, okay, it's time for me to leave. What I've been able to do here is I've been able to scratch that entrepreneurial itch, right? Because the way that I see it, I run the flagship like it's like my business. That's how I see it. I don't ask anybody if I want to make a decision. Like I just do it. Mm -hmm. I like that. I do too. I don't know that I would have that confidence without having the previous experience. Sure. So what I'm gathering from you is that you enjoy the entrepreneurial opportunity without having to have the entrepreneurial presence. That's fair. I don't I don't have the desire within me like to be the guy or be seen. It was one of the, the things I was most concerned about with taking this position in the beginning. Was what? Being the mayor of Long Beach. Oh, I see. I have no desire to do that. So right. it's a, it's a, it's a pull for me every time that I need to live in that energy. I can do it, but it costs a right. lot. Um, finding the person who does this job better than me and the person who in future active life locations does this job better than me wants that. Yeah. They want to be the man. They want to go to all the things. I think that's especially true in towns that are a little bit more unique like Long Beach is. Yeah. I think that if, back up, when we open up in North Shore of Long Island towns, I don't know that you need to be the mayor of anything. I still would love whoever's running the place to want to be. But I think that those places are just so much more conducive to the kind of business that we're operating. We opened in Long Beach because I wanted to be closer to my house. Right. We did no demographic research. And Long Beach is a town of haves and have-nots. Mm. There's there's some in the middle, but you have oceanfront houses and you have Section 8, which are government-assisted housing. You have both. Yep. Uh, and, you know, the town is 
definitely going through a renaissance right now after first it was Hurricane Sandy, then it was COVID, and it was like back-to-back knockout punches for people who had a hard time affording to be here in the first place and then getting offers that were too good to be true for their properties and then moving out. But then what moves in is people who are renting or people who are uh, landlording or whatever the case, right? So we're in a very influx town and the median income here is not anywhere near what it is in what I would call the ideal town for an active life location. Mm. It can operate anywhere. That's what we wanted to prove, but it's not ideal. Getting into um, a little bit more about what you were just describing. I, first of all, you're able to do what you do without any kind of oversight in terms of micromanaging or asking permission because everybody here trusts you to do a great job and a better job than we would do because you're in it every day. And what, what am I going to, no, change this. Right. Uh, oh, what's that person's name? Right. That's so-and-so. She's been a member for six months. You, sh- you would know that if you were ever here. Got it. Been a client. A client, right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd rather it be you. And I think anyone, I think that's one of the things I've learned uh, in business the hard way is like put people in positions and then get out of the way. Let them be great at it. And they'll come to you if they need help with something. One of the, I got taught this a long time ago and I couldn't understand how it would ever be true. And now I'm living it. And I want to run it by you because I, th- I find it really fascinating. And I think that uh, for a long time, I felt like it was lazy thinking. And now I think it's elevated thinking and I need to just keep doing better at it. I had a mentor share with me that there are three kinds of jobs in any business. There's only three kinds of jobs. Okay. There are maintenance jobs. <clears throat> maintenance jobs are doing the thing. So in a gym setting, it's coaching the clients, writing the program, sending the emails, making sure everybody's paid, signing up new members, all of those, those are maintenance tasks. Then, so the the question he asked me after that was, what percent of time and energy in a business do you believe should be spent on that? I was like, oh man, I don't know. That sounds like 80% of the job. He's like, okay. The next thing is problem-solving tasks. Problem-solving tasks are literally the problems come up and we need to figure out how to solve them. The way we used to acquire members isn't working anymore. We need a new way. Uh, That process for sending out emails isn't working anymore. Let's find a new way. Uh, Where are the garbage bags? We haven't written out a process for how to find them, how to replace them, when does the garbage go out, like how, all of that. Problem-solving tasks. It's like, how much of the time in the business do you spend on that? And I was like, if I spend 80% on maintenance, I probably spend, I, I don't know what else I do, so I'll say 19% of the remaining 20 on that, and I'll reserve 1% for whatever's left. He's like, okay. The last category is vision tasks. Vision tasks is the responsibility of where is this thing going? much of your time do you spend on that? I was like, almost none. And he goes, well, how much of your time would you like to spend on that? And the thought of thinking about where is this thing going was intoxicating. I was like, all of it. How do I get to all of it is on that? And he's like, yeah, well, here's the thing. Any good business, 
is going to have somebody whose responsibility is thinking about that all of the time. That person needs to understand how to do the maintenance tasks. They don't have to be able to do all of them, but they need to know what goes into doing them. They need to be able to solve problems and they need to understand that neither of those things are their job. The only problems they're supposed to solve are the ones that team members bring to them that only they can solve. And then their best way to solve them is to figure out who on the team can build a process to solve this problem mm -hmm. and to not spend more energy on it. I was like, damn. So what would my day look like? And he's like, there would be days when you have nothing on your schedule and you just sit there and think. When you get there, you're doing it right. And I have those days now. It's amazing. I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't want that. And then I talk to people. I would hate that. Mm. I don't think anybody who works at the flagship, you included, would want to do that all day. Oh, I want, I want a day a week of that. Right. And you have it. Yeah. Like it's part of your responsibility. At Correct. The flagship. And there's like, there's, I think if we, if we look at things on a hierarchy, which you know, I hate doing, um, the higher up you are, the more of your time is spent on that. Mm -hmm. And the lower down you get, the less of your time is spent on that. And in a small company like ours with 36 people, it's, you're one level down, two levels down. It's me, Mary, and then, you right um that's after you there aren't there isn't really much time for people to spend time thinking about that right it's delivery of service yes and problem solving in real time I, I i wish i understood that earlier because i never would have selected a career for myself i mean everything works out right mm -hmm. i'm not where i am today without everything that went through it i never would have selected careers like personal training or chiropractic, which are completely maintenance-based tasks. Mm. Never would have done those things. Yeah, I get that. Neither would I. Like, I think I, I live most in the problem solving. I think so, too. And that's where I find the most energy. So, so how, how, like, when you are looking for staff at the flagship, uh, I remember you referenced a CIA uh, team. I forget what the four characters were. High performing. Any, any, it's the, it's called Animal Kingdom. It's a CIA recruiting tool that they use um, to figure out because every high performing team has these four avatars. Okay. They have a cheetah, a fox, a bear, and a lion. A cheetah is an action taker. The example that they use is if you want to figure out what type of person you have, ask them how they spend, how they would spend their ideal vacation. The cheetah is the action taker. They say, we're going to go to the, we're going to get on the first plane somewhere tropical. Doesn't matter where. Okay. Then you have a fox. The fox is the idea person. The fox, when you ask that question, goes, well, we could go to Bermuda. We could also go to uh, California. We could go over to England because there's this really cool thing going on. Oh, or, or maybe we could go down to the Keys. Right? They've got a lot of ideas. Mm -hmm. The bear um, is the relationship builder. Mm -hmm. So when you ask them, how do you spend your ideal vacation? They likely say something in the vein of, it doesn't really matter as long as I'm with my spouse or my kids or my family or my best friend. Because mm -hmm. relationships are the most important thing to them. And then there's the lion. The lion is the systems and the processes. Right? They're really great at building systems. If you ask the lion how they're going to spend their vacation, they're going to, they're going to say, well, we have a 7 o'clock flight, which means we need to leave at 5 
o'clock, which means we need to get to the airport by 5.30 and we can go through the TSA. And then once we get there, we're going to have dinner at this restaurant. I've already made a reservation and here's where we get our rental car. Mm -hmm. They're the planner, right? Mary is a lion. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She's a planner. (laughs) Um, I believe I'm a cheetah. Okay. I'm the action. Like, like, think about when we went to Motives, Mm -hmm. right? And everybody's standing around pontificating around what's the first thing that we're going to do. It doesn't matter. Just grab a fucking mat. Let's start going. Mm -hmm. Like, let's do it. Right. That's where I find most energy. So when we're looking for somebody, I know what I am. I know what we need. The last one we were looking for was a bear. We need a relationship builder. Somebody, so we still need a bear, yes? Uh, Christina's, Christina's got bear energy. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we were looking for. And that was part of the hiring criteria at the flagship was that relationship building had to be something that was very important to this individual. Where would you classify me in that? Um, you're a fox. You're an idea guy. I was I was stuck between Fox and Cheetah. Yeah? I, I <clears throat> yeah. Because I, I I relate to the idea thing a lot. But after a while, too many ideas becomes very frustrating. What's your natural tendency? To ideate. Yeah. Fox. You yeah. got that big fox energy. Okay. <laughs> And yeah, look, it's like any too much of anything is is right. is not a good thing, right? right? I can't just go in and try to take action every single day, um, because I don't have a plan, right? Right? If I'm just going, or I don't have ideas, or I'm not building relationships, I just go and I'm gonna I'm gonna work on building all of these processes every day, mm-hmm. right? So there's a balance to it. So how can people like let's just let's just keep it really specific? If somebody wants to work at Active Life, um, they're not gonna come into a vision position. We don't have vision positions available. Mm. How do they? How do they decide if they should come in? Like if they should want to come and work here, at flagship, HQ, either. But for me, you have to be so. You have to be inspired by the the upside potential and the and understand the the risk because there's risk in both things. Yeah, tell me about it. I'm I'm, I'm carrying a lot of it. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, look. There was risk for it. I think it, you need to have that to be able to take that step. Like there needs to be something on the line. The risk for me was I either close my gym or I sell it, right? I, I have this thing that exists 600 miles away and I have no idea what's actually going to happen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also moving 600 miles to a place that I only been to one time mm-hmm. for a couple of days, right? To do a thing that we hadn't even really fully formed yet. We just knew we were building a thing. Mm-hmm. So there's, you have to be okay with a certain level of risk because of the potential upside and the potential reward. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the the fulfillment of being in on the ground floor and creating something significant. Like I think more and more about legacy. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, I know you're big on Caesar. Yeah, I love him. I'm Alexander. Okay. Like that's the that's the energy that I in that inspires me. Well, Caesar wept. When he saw a statue of how much Alexander had accomplished by the age Caesar was when he got to wherever this statue was, because he realized he hadn't done anything by comparison yeah. to this great conqueror before him. It's amazing. And that, that, that drove him. Yeah. Did you hear about what Napoleon did? No. Because apparently in the, uh, I think it was Alexander, wherever they had his tomb, which was lost, but he put an oh, art, or maybe it was Caesar's tomb. 
where he put an arch mm-hmm. so that you would have to kneel yeah. to get in there. Uh, maybe this was Hitler. I'm remembering Hitler I, did it in Napoleon's tomb. Yeah, right. He had because Napoleon put an arch that you had to kneel to go through. Yep. And he said, "I'm not kneeling to anybody." So they set up a bunch of mirrors so he could see it. Yeah. Um, tangent. Anyway, the original question was, "What does somebody do if they want to work for the company, either at the flagship or in person?" Um, I don't know why you're asking me that question. I can talk because about you're going to need to hire another person soon. Yeah, I know about the flagship. Fine, so just talk about the flagship. You Look, work, you work it, you work for HQ at the flagship. That's yeah. why I thought you could answer for both. Look, you have to find inspiration in solving problems. Mm-hmm. You have to. I'm imagining you have to consider yourself the type of person who, if the shit hits the fan, you're gonna put it on your back and you're gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take your team along with you. You're going to develop them to the extent that you can, and you're you're gonna give them every opportunity to develop alongside you. But I don't know how you thrive in this company, and you can speak to this better than me, without that, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I don't think you do. Okay. You have, there's, like, you got to have that dog in you. Yeah. Right? We have, I think most of us, A players want to play with A players. Mm -hmm. And the value for me of being on a team, and I think for everybody who's considering, I could do this by myself, or I could go be a part of a team. Is we can go fast alone and we can go far together. Like, yeah, sure. This year you might get to two hundred mm-hmm. in revenue as an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, ten years from now, what are you going to do? Right. Well, it's that's but that's to me where like I think there are some people who what happens for them is you're like you you cla- you you fall on the continuum in one of those three categories. I believe as your most comfortable set point. Mm-hmm. So for the visionary person, me, I got to those kinds of numbers as an entrepreneur and beyond, well beyond. And I was like, well, I don't like doing all of the shit. Mm-hmm. So now I need to hire people to do the stuff where I'm going to burn out from the energy I have to spend to do it. I think, and, and then here we are, we have a company. I think that the opposite is also true. There are people who could spend the energy now to build the thing, who love doing the thing, who will struggle to build the thing ongoing because that's where the energy expense is. Mm -hmm. I listened to a podcast today with uh, Ben Bruno and Jay Ferrugia. And Ben Bruno, if people don't know, he's a trainer to the celebrities out in LA. He used to be in Boston. What he was saying is he's never advertised to get a client. They've always been by referral. And he's a guy who loves training the client. And he's excellent at training the client and at relating to the client. And so he keeps getting the referrals. That business can only get so big. He acknowledged himself on the podcast. He went for an online play. And people were texting the text platform and emailing and saying like, hey, the customer service isn't very good. And he's like, hey, sorry, here's your money back. Like didn't even try to solve the problem because he's mm-hmm. like, I'm not good at this. Yeah. So it's 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 just an interesting situation that I've, I've I've been coming to recognize as of late. I think it goes, it, the other question is what's the scale that you're, you're aspiring to, right? The vision that we have is large and some people, some entrepreneurs are going to be very content impacting the 150 people in their local community. And that's great. Yep. Don't go work for somebody else. Do it for yourself. Figure out like that Ryan Pena, make, manage, multiply, right? 
in that make phase, you can get to 250 by yourself. Mm -hmm. You can thug it out. You can hustle. You can grind. The manage phase, you're probably going to need to hire a couple of coaches. You're going to need to hire somebody. You're going to need to create SOPs and procedures. If you don't need a coach, you're going to need an admin person or a personal yep. assistant. You can manage and you can get to, with a relatively small team, a million. Mm -hmm. Right Beyond that, then it's like, okay, what do we do next? Like That's the new location. That's the uh, different offer. That's the I'm going to set this up to be independent of itself, in and of itself, and I'm going to I'm inspired to go do something else. Yeah. Um, I think I imagine if you want to come work at the flagship, you have to be really inspired for the opportunity that is presented by that, mm -hmm. and the ability that you have and will get to become a version of yourself that is unrecognizable in five years. Oh, that's that's the thing I'm most proud of about what we do. Me too. Because it's, that's, that's the generational change. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're on this, this, this ledge, right. In a really good way of creating something that inspire, I believe inspires a generation of professionals. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important for us to nail it. I would agree. That's if you want to come work at the flagship or you want to work at an active life facility that pops up in the next couple of years, it's because you're inspired to be a part of that because that's where I'm going. That's where I'm interested in us going. Me too. All right. If you are interested in working for Active Life, by the way, for our mission. Ah, oh, damn it, Cody. I forgot to tell them if you're enjoying this content. Did it in the middle. Yeah, I didn't do it in the middle. Here's the middle. <laughs> Shares with a friend. If you're liking it, share with a friend. Timestamp your favorite moment. Damn it. See, I'm not a maintenance task guy. I'm just stuck in the vision. Where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> uh, man, that's why I need Mary and you and everybody around me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you are interested in working at Active Life, we always want to know who's out there who's interested. So shoot us a DM. Shoot me a DM. Just send it to me. Uh, Dr. Sean Pestuch on Instagram. I want to know who you all are. I want to sift through you. I want to connect you with the people on our team who you need to be talking to so that there's a potential for future employment. Because we're we have, looking for the best. We have a careers page on the flagship website. If you're looking to move to Long Beach and work at the flagship, there's a careers page on the flagship website, which is activelifelongbeach.com? Yes. Awesome. Turn pro.